0: This is BookCareers.com Live, the podcast about careers in book publishing for people who are looking for a job, building a career, or who want to do their current job better. I'm your host, Suzanne Collier, the founder of BookCareers.com, and it's my job to solve career problems relating to the book world. If you're looking for a job in book publishing, do check out the bookcareers.com website for all our services. There is bound to be something to help you through your current situation. We have a newcomer's job club, a professional's coaching group, Offer help with CVs, covering letters, applications and interviews. Run a one-day how-to-job-searching book publishing course as well as support people through redundancy or even wanting to career change out of book publishing. Visit bookcareers.com or book into our careers clinic via the website or my email, as always, is suzanne at bookcareers.com. Hello and welcome to episode 206 of bookcareers.com live. I was talking this week to a person who has accepted a promotion in their current place of work and wondering how to prepare themselves for the role. It might seem a simple thing, but often when you are being promoted, there are a number of complex side issues along with the usual imposter syndrome of am I good enough So here are some tips to help get you through. Number one, have confidence. Congratulations, you got the job. You and not the other applicants, some of whom might also have been internal applicants. This means your employer has every faith in you that you will succeed. So why are you letting that nagging voice of, am I good enough? take over have every confidence that for once your bosses have done the right thing and made an appropriate appointment you weren't a compromise you weren't the cheaper option you haven't accepted the poison chalice you were in the right place at the right time and the right person got the job well done number two watch the green-eyed monster I mentioned some of the negatives in point number one because if there were other internal applicants who didn't get the job and you did, they might try and undermine you in some way. I can hear one or two listeners shouting at me now, why are you going on about the negatives? It is because you must be aware of this. In one role, I got the job over someone else who had longer service with the company. They spent the first three months of my appointment trying to find fault with everything I did and undermine my work. They were meant to pass files and documents over when I started in the role, but they didn't. They were meant to provide me with some support and they didn't. They left me to fend for myself. Once or twice, they provided me with misinformation. They would only tell me part of the story or they would lead me towards a situation which was like an erupting volcano, suggesting, for instance, that I phoned an author who they knew hated being phoned. Then at every meeting or point where I was not in full information of the facts or fully prepared, they would take great pleasure in pointing it out publicly it wasn't until i found out from another colleague that they had been turned down for the role i got that i spoke to one of the directors and this was quickly nipped in the bud so do watch out for this how you tackle it is by being fully aware that this might happen and keep a track of what they have given you and when if you require something from them put it in writing send an email If you've agreed something with them, confirm it in writing, send an email. If they give you any information, check it out for yourself before acting upon it. And where you can, thank them for their input. Be pleasant at all times and be the professional person you are. Don't get into any confrontation with them as they are likely to use... Any conflict as an excuse to make a complaint at all times be the better person smile thank them don't get caught up in any petty games and hopefully they will soon get fed up with it all often I have found that the person who has missed out on promotion leaves the company within a matter of months so hopefully if the green-eyed monster is in your office They won't be there for very much longer. Number three concerns the handover period. Usually there will be a period when you need to start your new role, but the company hasn't yet found a replacement for your old role. So you could find yourself doing both jobs. I think the point here is to make it clear that you'll cover the essentials and the urgence from your old role. But if you have a new development project in your new role, often this will have a deadline and performance targets attached. So you really need to be cracking on. This is where some negotiation will come in. Without knowing the specifics of the role, it's difficult to suggest precisely how to manage But one or two ideas could be you spend the first two hours of the day or morning in one job and the rest of the day or the afternoon in in the other. Don't feel pressured to work excessive hours to keep on top of both jobs. This is not your responsibility as you don't want your employer to say, oh, you're managing both jobs. Let's keep it that way and not recruit a replacement. It could be that your start date in your new role is slightly delayed until a replacement is found for your old job. What I would suggest is that your priority and loyalty should be towards your new promotion and not your old job. Because if you don't succeed in your new job, then you will likely find yourself fired. They aren't going to fire you from your old job because you've left that. But negotiate. Make sure there are clear boundaries and don't work 24-7 or exhaust yourself. You are going to need to be on top form and have lots of ideas and energy for your new role. So don't let yourself get burnt out. Number four is about training your replacement. If you can, sit down and write notes, type up any procedures, make it clear what it has to be done and when by. Think of it like an instruction manual for your job. In fact, if you haven't done this before, it is often a good exercise to do in your current role, especially if you're undertaking a task periodically, like once every six months or so. So you always forget which way round the paper goes up in the photocopier, for instance, face up if it's going through the feeder. I personally have a number of instruction pages for my job. There are some tasks I do at book careers so sporadically, I always forget the order in which to do them. So I make myself notes and checklists. So why not do this now for your colleagues or any replacement? Number five is about training yourself in amongst everything else going on. Will there be any new software or skills you need to learn for day one in your new role? Use any handover period as the opportunity to get to grips with them. Spend 20 minutes, that's all 20 minutes a day learning your way around the software or spend 20 minutes researching or learning another skill you may be using in your new role. If you're being promoted as a replacement for someone who is leaving, you could ask them to do a handover with you, as you would do with your replacement, and also for any tips or insight into your new role. Number six concerns problem solving. Very often when we are promoted into a new role, there is an aspect of problem solving. Something might have been going wrong and your employers are hoping that your promotion is the miracle that can fix it. It might be a system, it could be with an author or two, it could be with the publication schedule or critical path, whether the contracts are signed on time or the jacket briefs are always late, or it takes 10 people to action one item, or whether you are required to look at overheads and implement some cost control. Whilst the company might be expecting an instant and immediate change, unless this is something which you've already had involvement in and is easily solvable, then take a step back before taking action. It's very easy to fall into the trap of making instantaneous changes on day one of a new promotion or on any new job. But the reality is that often you need to do some research Talk to all those involved and check out all the facts and all the pitfalls. Do a SWOT analysis that's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats because making any changes can often be like playing a game of Jenga. You know, where the pieces are assembled in a tower, constructed of blocks, and players take turns to remove one block at a time. As every block is removed, it's then placed on top of the tower, creating a progressively more unstable structure. Every time you aim to problem solve without talking to all the parties involved and knowing all the facts you are creating a potentially unstable structure which is likely to collapse at any time if i was in your shoes i would ask all those involved what three things they would change about the current situation or processes The answers should give you some indications of what problems need to be solved and what answers people within the process would like to see. Number seven is about measuring success. Ensure you have clear objectives for your new role. How will you know that you are doing a good job? Is it in the number of new titles you will commission? Is it about the amount of profit each title will make? Is it in keeping the production costs down? Is it always about hitting a target or ensuring all social media advertising shows a particular return on investment? No matter what is going on around you, Whatever problem solving you have to do or what distractions you may have in your new role, stay focused on the objectives that have been set. And not only will you keep your new job, you could be in line for yet another promotion. Good luck. If you are being promoted and are looking for coaching or if you wish you had a publishing job to be promoted from, then book into our careers clinic for a quick chat. Press the book a call button on our homepage or check out all the services on the bookcareers.com homepage. If you're stuck, my email, as always, is Suzanne at bookcareers.com. Now it is your opportunity to join in the live discussion. You can find us across social media using the hashtag BookCareers or on Twitter at BookCareers or me personally, Suzanne Collier. Or visit our own platform at bookcareers.com/slash live. Thank you for listening. May you all be doing a job you love and being paid the salary that you so richly deserve.